This episode of Blizzard's Breakaway is brought to you by the Marines in the Navy. Well, sort of. Our good friends Thomas and Michael O'Neill, they bought t-shirts from us and they've been supporting us since episode three, so I did want to give them a shout out at the beginning of the show. Anyway, here we go. Blue Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. We are recording this directly after the Mika Zabinajad winner in overtime versus the Lightning. In a game that was incredibly painful to watch, seemed like neither team wanted to win, Ante Ranta played out of his mind, Rick Nash seemed like the only player on the ice who had any offensive skill whatsoever, no one could hit the net, and we ended up winning in a war of attrition in a game that really is almost a disappointing win. Greg, I know you didn't get to watch this, but say hello. Yeah, I didn't watch a single second of it. My phone told me they won about two minutes ago, and that's really all I know. Right. Uh, you have been on uh, some sort of adventure all weekend, is that true? Uh, I literally just landed back from Key West. My sister got married this weekend. Okay, well, that that's very nice. Happy Kaplan marriage. Uh, congratulations to you and your sister, I think. Question mark? Yeah, no, it was fun. Okay. It was a good time. It was small. It was it was good. Key West is a fun fun little town. I know that you were on three planes today, so you did not have the chance to uh, to fulfill uh, living like a human. I would say. No, I've been in an airport since uh, 10 a.m. this morning. It is now 10:33 at night when we are recording this. I have to be at work at 3 a.m. I'm not exactly thrilled to. Uh, We'll be awake. Well, what you have to look forward to on today's episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is Greg and I both being massively tired. Greg more so. Us complaining about Tanner Glass and then James Clark coming on to talk with me about uh, the Rangers and all the post-deadline and I'm assuming all of the, his thoughts on the things. But let's start with Greg. Let's get your takes real quick since I'm going to be around. Tanner Glass. Revenge of Tanner Glass. Episode 3. Was this a knee-jerk reaction by AV, and does this... I, you were already questioning his extension. Does this make you question it even more? What the fuck was it a knee-jerk reaction to? Like, I don't know what he's reacting to. He was There's reacting... nothing in the Rangers... He was reacting There's to no, JT first, Miller getting his ass first, kicked by the Habs. First of all, oh yeah, it worked real fucking well tonight. I saw The one part of the game I saw, Tanner Glass got in a fight, and then Steve Camper got his head fucking taken off. That's pretty much it. So yeah, Tanner Glass is... Tanner Glass's insertion in the lineup really prevented teams from playing the Rangers tough and physical. That that worked wonders. Yeah. I did not like the AV extension the second it was signed, and it's for reasons. I, it's not all AV though, right? Like Gorton is the one that could always just say no, we're not calling him up. It's not like AV has all the power in the world to make this happen. But you know, you can't. It, it's the inconsistencies of what AV says as well. AV says he wanted to use. Glass and Camper as difference makers in this lineup, and they—I don't think they combined to play more than 12 minutes tonight, if I remember correctly. I don't know if they played a combined three and a half minutes after the second period. So if you're going to bring guys in to quote unquote make a difference and then not play them, I don't know why you're even bothering to make moves. And to take it one step further, there is no scenario where Camper is a better defender than Clendenning. 
whatever your problems are, AV, with Adam Clendenning, just the simple fact is Clendenning is better than Camper. He is. And Tanner Glass offers your team nothing. The only thing Tanner Glass offers your team is he's willing to have his face punched. And that is that skill is worthless in the new age NHL. It doesn't mean anything. There's people that try and coach with sandpaper or add grit and toughness to the lineup. If that's the, if AV can't motivate his team to play well and he needs a quote unquote spark like Tanner Glass, then there are many more problems with AV as a coach than just how he handles his defensive pairings and defensive construction. I am notoriously an AV defender. I have been on this podcast. You've convinced me sometimes to go against him. I have said he's a proven track record with the Rangers. He has made this team, I would say, successful year in and year out. You know, you could look at the Lightning uh, up until the last week or so. They were not even in the playoff contention. So AV making this, or I know you've made the argument that this is Torts team and Torts' pers- personnel, which AV took over. And it is now, you know, becoming more of AV's era. And we, you know, AV took those teams to the conference finals with Torch personnel. Uh, and I could kind of see that, but AV's had a tremendous amount of success here. And I, I feel like recently, and this is a hard, this is hard for me to defend. It's hard for me to defend calling up the worst possession hockey player, this side of Dan Girardi, to send a message. It seemed like he was sending a message. And... I don't know if that's a good coach move, especially since you already you only have four moves after the post-trade deadline for call-ups. And these are the two guys you called up. He quoted himself as saying, I need flexibility. What flexibility does Tanner Glass give you when you have probably one of the deepest deepest forwards stashes in the league? I just don't see it. Like, what was the message here other than, like, guys, I can, uh, like, you better play well or I'm going to call up Tanner Glass and you're all going to be pissed. Like, is that what he was trying to get forward here? AV is the George Carl of NHL coaches. Ooh, this he, is a take. He has piled up a lot of wins. He's been in charge of a lot of successful teams, but he has as many flaws as he does positive, like positive aspects and attributes. And there's a reason why George Carl never won an NBA title. Part of it was he was never the coach of teams that had the likes of Michael Jordan. Oh, he had to go. He had to, well, he had to go up against the likes of Greg Popovich. But George Carl, George Carl compiled a lot of wins. He coached a lot of talented players, just like AV. At the end of the day, George Carl was not exactly an innovative NBA voice, and I don't think AV is an innovative NHL voice. And both of them have issues with how to manage a roster, how to get the most out of their roster, and how to take their teams to the next level. I don't think there's anything special about Elaine Vigneault. Just because he's got a lot of wins doesn't necessarily mean he's a very good coach. And I think this year, more than any other, the issues A.V. has as a simple game-to-game manager have been more apparent than ever. And it's, it's a major problem. And I still, when the A.V. extension happened, it didn't make any sense. A.V. has not done anything in the time since the extension to, in my mind, change my opinion and warrant that extension. I, I just, I don't see what a lot of other people see when it comes to AV. I, I think he's a very pedestrian coach and he's just had the 
luxury of being the man behind the bench for some very talented Vancouver Canuck teams in the prime of the Sedins and some now very talented Ranger teams, even though they've basically been two-thirds of a unit the last two years. Right. And I have to say, like I said, I'm an AV defender. All the moves he made after the extension, he was like, okay, now that I'm secure, I can start making even worse moves. The Clendenning handling the, has been awful. Uh, not playing. Clendenning handling has been bad the entire year. Buchnevich getting healthy scratched out of nowhere for awful. no reason whatsoever. Awful. Has been terrible. Um, his unwillingness to adjust his lines from game to game uh, is frustrating. And his inability to correctly match defensive pairings is mind numbing. I don't think it, you don't need to be a fucking rocket scientist to know that Nick Holden and Mark Stahl can't be on the ice at the same time. <laughs> it, 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 it's been maybe the worst. And I will say this. Individually, I don't think Mark Stahl has been as bad as he had been last year. And I think Nick Holden is definitely better than he was earlier this year. But for whatever reason, you play those two together, and it is the maybe the worst defensive pairing in the NHL. And it's, clo- it's hard to find a worse defensive tandem. And not just a bad defensive pairing, but then AV doesn't realize it's a bad defensive pairing and gives them 20 minutes total. I mean, I could, I could name one, one worse than that. It's Girardi and Stahl. So, which we, has been a pairing this year. So there's one. Named one. I got you. I honestly, I honestly think Girardi Stahl is a little better than Stahl Holden. That is incredible. Something about, something about Mark Stahl and Nick Holden together on the ice just forms shit. Like actual human <laughs> feces. Human feces on the ice? And, okay. But, Hot take. So that's the thing. Like, you know, Steamy takes. it doesn't take a extremely trained NHL-watching eye to realize that the Holden-Stahl pairing doesn't work. And either A.V. is so stubborn that he doesn't want to break it up, or A.V.'s not seeing it, but they got 20 minutes on Saturday night together on the ice. And while you can say whatever you want about Clendenning's game, and it wasn't very good, but there weren't worse players on the ice than Nick Holden and Mark Stahl. And they played a third of the game. Right. So, well, if 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 AV's not going to see that, I don't know what AV's going to see. It's really that simple. Brandon Smith like, was also very fucking awful in that game. He looked nobody like he was good. No, nobody was good. It was it was definitely nobody was good. I like. It, I'm not trying to say the Rangers lost because of X. I'm just saying when it's not working, the definition of insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, in a sense, AV went insane because he refused to try and switch something up, try and make something work. Look, I'm all for the Rangers not necessarily getting every point available because I, I still very much want to be uh, the, the wild card team. As do I. At the same time, I would like to see AV see a game where things are going to shit and as opposed to just shrug and say, well, I guess, we played shitty today. Make some in-game adjustments, dude. It's what you're going to have to do in the playoffs. In the playoffs, a period is the, is the same length as a regular season game. You have to be able to make an adjustment from the first period to the second, second to the third. And then you have to make another adjustment from game one to game two and so on. If you're not going to make an adjustment in a game like Saturday where you have the flexibility to make adjustments, when are you going to make one? I don't have any faith that he's going to. I don't have any faith that he's going to do anything creative. And it brings me back to the point where even 
whoever the Rangers play in the first round, I don't know if they're necessarily a team destined to make a deep run. If it's the Canadians, if it's someone else, it almost doesn't matter. Because if Avi's not going to learn, you can only go so far. So there was a report that came out uh, that the Rangers offered a second rounder and a B or C tier prospect for Shattenkirk. Which makes me think that Gorton knew that this team wasn't ready for a deep run. He knew. No, it makes me think that Gort. No, I think it makes me think that Gorton knows Kevin Shattenkirk's going to be a Ranger in July. That too, but I think so he, why give up assets? You, but do you think Gorton thinks that this team is ready for a deep run, or he believes like we can we can win the cup? I think the Shattenkirk situation is completely independent to what Fine. Gorton thinks the Rangers can and can't do this year. I think Gorton, unlike other GMs and other sports, realized he wasn't going to give up assets for a player that is going to be a Ranger in four months. No matter what so, happens, right. The only reason he would have given up assets for Shattenkirk is if he didn't, either he didn't think Shattenkirk was going to, either he thought Shattenkirk was going to sign with someone else or he actually just doesn't want Kevin Shattenkirk. And I don't, I don't think it's the latter, so I think it's the former, where Shattenkirk has made it clear, or Shattenkirk's people have made it clear that he's coming to New York. So why give the Blues anything when you can have your cake and eat it too? That's fair. I uh, I just don't. To to me, the point was I think he knows this team isn't playoff ready, uh, is not ready for a, a deep run. The teams that we're going to be playing against have destroyed us. You know, the Capitals, Montreal, uh, even the Bruins played us well, even though we won. So, any Columbus Blue Jackets crushed us last week. You know, what are we supposed to do? So these are teams we're going to be going to going to war with, come playoff time. We're just not ready. We're also injured. The team's not together. There's nothing good about what we're doing right now. And yet, we're still like the fifth most points team in the league. So, uh, I don't I don't really know where to go from here. It seems like we're a mess. I know AB needs to get everything together. I would prefer if we played the kids, not Tanner Glass, if we were playing Buchnevich every night. Uh, I'm looking towards the future now. I'm not... I don't expect this team to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Is that unreasonable? No, not if they keep playing the way they're playing. They shouldn't have even won the night. Didn't even deserve that. Right. And they, and they like I said, both teams didn't want to win. <laughs> like, the Lightning need to win to go to the playoffs. We do not. Uh, we have a nice lead on the Islanders right now. But, oh, well, the other wild card, sorry, not just the Islanders. But it's, oh, welcome home, Greg. But it, it's just, I don't know. Yep what to do with this team. So going forward, we'll have to see what adjustments AV makes and uh, go from there. Greg, I know you need to head to bed because you have to be up in three hours or something like that, right? Not very excited about it, but yeah. Okay. Uh, is there any other thing you want to say before we move on and I give James a call? Um, no. I can't really think of it. I mean, no. basically, I mean, the Rangers will go as far as Elaine Vino allows them, in my opinion. It's not very far at all. Well, all right. I will do my best to get my faith back in AV because uh, it has been shattered for now. I still believe in him as a coach, and I still believe in this team uh, in the long run, except this year. I know I'm such a Debbie Downer. Like this, this team just had an exciting overtime win in a game they probably didn't deserve to win, to be honest. But just trying to be a realist here and keep my keep my head on straight and move forward. Greg, get some goddamn sleep. I appreciate you calling in from when you did, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, buddy. Bye-bye.
Hey, I'm back with James Clark. He's our resident prospect expert, but I don't believe we're going to be talking much prospects tonight. Still uh, not an expert. Uh, Hello well, again, listeners. Listen, it's me, your old friend James, it, back again. It's my this is my words. I can call you whatever I want. You are a, right. you are the Blue Shirts Breakaway Residence Prospect ex- Expert, and you come on every uh, once of, of actually more than not uh, to hang out with me when Greg is either traveling or talk prospects. So that's where I'm, we are right I'm now. I'm first man off the bench. I'm your AAA team call up. That's it. You're our you are Tanner Glass. That's I am, I am, oh, hey, buddy. Hey, now. <laughs> oh, that was very rude of me. Um, do you fight for five minutes? Because that's all Tanner Glass did tonight. No, in my rec league, I take a lot of slashing penalties. So I'm, I'm kind of like the Brandon Peary in my team. I can't skate very well, but I can shoot the puck. God, Brandon Peary. Well, can, can Brandon Peary shoot the puck? He can shoot I, the puck, but at what is really <laughs> the question. Uh, at the boards? Right, exactly. At wide of the goalie? Now you get it. Yeah, it's it's not great. So, James, we have a lot to go over. Let's start oh, with. Oh, boy, do we. Where, oh, boy, do we. Do you, have, Town. do you have a particular spot you want to start with? You want to start with the lightning game tonight? Do you want to start with Brandon Smith? Do you want to start with A.V., Pen or Glass? Oh, there's so much. Let's start with the lightning game. OK, let's do that. We'll drop the bat. It no one except for Antiranta deserved to win that game. Absolutely no one. There was no uh, no business. My, my my mom is visiting me and she's like jesus this looks like a hockey game from the 80s it was, I was like, yeah it really does it was painful so to bad. watch it was really i i've watched two games similarly to this this year or at least one it was the game i attended uh versus the senators where we got absolutely housed uh two two zero but it was the worst game of hockey i've ever seen and this might be the second worst of the year except for i believe the other shutout which i forget who it was against uh with another, uh, another awful I don't know. I went, I went to the uh, – who did I see them lose to? I think I saw them lose like to the Blue Jackets at the beginning of the year really badly. Oh, I could the, be wrong on that The one. 6-2 game or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, real, real bad. Uh, but I got the ticket for free, so it wasn't so bad. I mean, free is for uh, me, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess the, they called up Tanner Glass and they were like, let's be gritty all night and take a penalty every two minutes. It was weird because they were like begging for penalties. This team doesn't really get – penalized as much as as no they're the least penalized team in the league yeah i we're i don't understand the correlation of let's get tough and let's take penalties now they did well in the penalty kill is that a bonus for tonight like is that the i mean does it count if if you're on four on four most of the time no it doesn't i mean they they didn't even do well in the penalty kill ronta got hemmed in his own zone on all the extended power play time the lightning played out of his goddamn mind all night oh he did he did yeah he was great he's the only one who deserved to win it's going to be nice when they don't take him for Vegas, so we'll be able to keep yeah. him. So. Yeah, you guys can have Grabner. His shooting percentage is going down. We're cool with it now. Yeah, I still think he might get to 40, but I think the the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I'm probably wrong. Nah, he'll get to 30. He only needs four more goals. He'll yeah. get a couple empty netters. 30 is fine. But I was like on the 40 train all year. Uh, this lightning win kind of felt bad. There was like... I mean- <laughs> they're not a good team right now. I, they're horribly injured. Like the uh, Sam and Joe were calling names of guys that I've never heard of, and if I've never heard of them, they're not a. They're, they're no good. There's a problem. Yeah, you're right. There's a problem if I don't know <laughs> that you play in the AHL. Yeah, exactly. So, can you tell me, give me a scouting report on Camper? And even though he's dead now, uh, I mean he's 28, so that's really all you need to know. Mm, that's he, all I he's wanted. A, <laughs> he's a small offensive defenseman who's not really good at being offensive. Uh. <laughs> So, he, he so he's some, a shitty Adam Clendenning is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like a shitty five years older Adam Clendenning. Uh, he used he people forget he was in the Rangers preseason camp like two years ago and they cut him. People forget, he's, including me. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, well, okay. to be fair, me and like the people who make the jerseys would remember that. Uh, Camphor's not good. Uh, I would have called up Ryan Graves. I would have called up Gilmore. Like, but why not call up the the potential? That this is my whole point with Greg earlier is that we should play the kids. There's no point to play Tanner Glass right now or Camphor. We should really be focusing on Graves. Like, even if Graves comes up and he sucks and he gets over, he's totally overmatched. Like, this guy's going to be on our team come next year or two. Might as well give him some well, reps. I mean, if, if you're begging for grit and, like, blue line punishment, Ryan Graves can be gritty. He's six foot four and 220 pounds, and he's got a 103-mile-an-hour slap shot. Right. Like, he, he they literally, he's from Nova Scotia, too. He's like Don Cherry's wet dream. Like, he, you know, just call him up. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, I, but they didn't because le- he shoots left-handed, and there's 27 left-handed defensemen on the team, so. Yeah, but <sighs> even then... I just want to see the kids play. Is I don't understand. Like I know this is a competing team. We have some youth. Most of it's on the on the. Are, are they a competing team? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Are they? Yes, by standings. Uh, they are a competing team by standings. I do not expect this team to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't expect this team to make it maybe past the first round, especially oh, how they're pe- playing people now. People on Twitter were getting so mad at me when I was like, "Yeah, you guys think tanking for the Atlantic is going to work? The team's still not going to win." I mean, we, they're not going to make it out of the first round, Ryan. They're uh, just not. Our team, I mean, I I still have faith we could beat the Canadians if we get there. I don't. I Yeah, I the showing, well, I mean, recency bias here. The showing against the Habs on Saturday would change my mind a little bit. And the all Habs the, swept us this year. We didn't win a game against the Canadians. Is that true? I thought we beat them once. No, no. Hmm. 0-3 against the Habs this year. Hmm. 0-3 against the Canadians, who are not a good team either. Yeah. And oh, this is gonna be tough. You're right. Like we can't we can't hang with the Habs. We didn't beat really. We didn't beat the Blue Jackets. Really, we beat them once this nope. year. Uh, no, nope. we have we've we've gotten beat up by the Blue Jackets. The Capitals uh, destroyed we, us. So, but yeah, I went to I went to one of the early season games and Brandon Perry and Jimmy VC scored the goals and we won. And I was like, we're gonna win the cup. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and not, not so much, guys. Uh, oh, by the way, the Capitals got what's his name? Oh, Kevin Shattenkirk. Oh, classic. Yeah, I was it, telling... their third pair right-handed defenseman. Ugh. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. It's just not our year. And I was telling I was telling Greg earlier on the podcast that, you know, there was a rumor that there was a trade out there for Shattenkirk, which was a second rounder and a C or B level prospect. And he uh, rebutted by saying, well, uh, he knows he's not giving up anything because Shattenkirk's coming here in July. I, well, then if that's the case, why did he give up a second and a third for Smith? Because Is he, that price that dramatically different to get Kevin Shattenkirk right now if you think you're a competing team? No, I just don't think that – I think that Blues the Blues weren't going to take that deal. They were going to take the, the better deal from the Capitals. That's a more on the Blues I, than on us. I don't blame them. Yeah, uh, right? I don't blame Jeff Gordon for saying no. No, you no know? way. Like, it's fine. Well, I mean the Blues were like, we want Buchnevich or Shea, and Gordon was like, yeah, <laughs> straight to hell. I'm not giving you Brady Shea. Yeah, Pavel the future of my defense. The sp- like you can have a second and Adam, Adam Tambellini. That's all you're going to get from me. Is Brady Shea the second best defenseman on this team? Yes. Okay, good. 100% We totally agree. And I yeah. don't know how good that is, but uh, let's actually talk about Brandon Smith in that case. Give me all your thoughts on this on this trait. I need all I like Brandon Smith. Uh, I, I watch, I mean, you know me, I'm a hockey nerd. I, I have do. NHL TV. I've, I, I used to watch Brandon Smith play on Wisconsin or Ryan McDonough. Like, I like Brandon Smith. I don't like Brendan Smith for a second and a third. Yeah. I, I don't I don't like Brendan Smith when you're basically doing this to just say you made a move. And I mean they're not even playing him with McDonough anymore, right? They gave him two games and like, well, we're gonna throw Stall up there now. Yeah, well and, now it's like can cause it looks like they can't play together at all. 
It looked like they had no chemistry, and they they, they needed practice. You gave, on him, it. you gave him like two games, Av. Yeah, this is my whole you point. Two- the adjustments are not great. They're not good. And I mean, when you grab a guy at the deadline, like I mean, if you wanted Brendan Smith that badly, you could have gotten him at the beginning of the goddamn year for that price. It's like the Red Wings didn't have any other takers for Smith. Right. Like, but do you do you think this is like an extension move, like everyone else does? No, I think Smith will walk. You I think, think Smith he walks? Will him, he'll underperform, and they won't sign him. That's what's gonna happen. Wow, that would be devastating. By the way, oh, I, it's. I mean, I know I, I'm I'm very negative right now, and people yeah. will like make comments about that. I don't think they resign Smith. That I don't is think that that's a dagger blow to my ego. Uh, Sorry, they gave up a second and a third uh, in a very weak. And everybody's like, "Oh, it's a weak draft." James is like, "No, no, 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 no." You're just saying that because you saw some tweet from some guy. You're the, the only person I've first, ever heard say this is not a weak draft, by the way. It's like me and, and like one guy from Sportsnet who's like, no, you idiots. It's just weak at the front. It's so deep after that. There's so many good players. And everybody's like, oh, next year's better. I'm like, ah, next year's top heavy. Really, really skirts off after the seventh round. It seems like you and like seven other people know hockey past the first round. Like, well, I, I, yeah, that's, I mean, not to like to my own horn, but right. like most people don't watch finish tier two and three leagues and, to see 16, 17, 18 year olds play and, hockey. And honestly, why would they? So <laughs> I just, I mean, only if you're a nerd like me, would yeah, it even come up? Exactly. So I don't understand why the Rangers would give away. I'm uh, Greg says I'm in love with the draft picks and I am, I'm in love with, I, I'm, I'm a Rays fan. Let's get it out there. Wh- I, when's I, the last time they had a second? Uh, Do you know the answer to that question? No, I actually don't. <laughs> Bre- Brendan Halverson. Oof. Was the last time they, they picked second round? Goalie, correct? Yeah, it was like three years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, and that... now and no third. They gave up two seconds for Eric Stahl. Like... Well, we do have a second. Didn't we give away the 2018 for the Brendan Smith? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, we, we gave away Ottawa's. So, like, you can say technically we only gave up a third. And people were like, well, look at it. It's like we got Zbad and Smith for a couple of picks and uh, Broussard. I'm like, yeah, you can look at it that way. That's fine. But the reality of it, we didn't have to trade those picks. I don't know. If they don't sign Brendan Smith, it's an absolute failure. Just, They're not going to sign Brendan Smith. I hate that you're it's, saying this because I don't want you to be right. Like, I want this guy. I mean, let's look at the history. Uh, when they traded Carl Hagelin, they didn't even talk to him. When they traded Keith Yandel, they didn't even talk to him. When they got rid of Anton Strawman, they didn't even talk to him. Yeah. That- if Brendan Smith underperforms, they'll just stop talking to him. He'll go sign with somebody else. That's true. I mean, Strawman is the, probably the number one there, right? I mean, Strawman well, yeah, hasn't had like, a great year. Yeah, but like that's the of the front office. Like, if you underperform, like they don't want anything to do with you. It was not like Brendan Smith is lighting it up. It's not like, but like when he was playing for Detroit before they made the trade. So it's not like uh, no, but Detroit are a garbage fire. So like, I mean, you you guys always make the argument that Clint Denning can't be judged by his time in Vancouver and Edmonton. Are we going to judge Smith by the fact that he was on the third, fourth worst team in the NHL? No, that's true. That's a, you make a good point there. Hmm. I just I mean, he's probably the third best defenseman on the team. Definitely. Uh. Klein being injured is, is Klein and Girardi both being injured is sort of like a godsend in a way that it gets other defenses being played. But can I say something about this? Yeah. You know that when Girardi comes back, he's right next to McDonough again, right? I'm well aware. McD, yeah. Girardi, Stahl, maybe they'll throw Smith up there, Holden Klein. Like he's that, all those guys are going to play. They'll probably, they might even bench Shea. If they bench Shea, I will, I will go to MSG, pick something for me to wear outside of MSG and I will wear it. <laughs> and, and this is the funny thing is that like you and I defend Elaine Vigneault so much. I know on this podcast. I know I'm an a defend AV defender up actually up until today. Today I was I'm a little I'm being pushed. 
I'm, I, I used to I used to date a Vancouver Canucks fan, and she would say he's like the best systems coach in hockey, but he doesn't know how to use his players. I was like, yeah, John Tortorella likes to shit block shots, and now Elaine Vigneault is the coach of my team, and I'm like, shit, she was so right. Yeah, he because you know- look at him and you're like, your your breakout system is flawless, your forward system is flawless, and you don't understand how to use defensemen at all. You can't play Clendenning and Shea on the same line. How hard is it? How many people need to tell you? Do, do you know what's funny is the Blues, uh, they fired uh, Hitchcock, and Hitchcock uses man-to-man coverage, which is the defensive system that the Rangers do. Mm-hmm. The Blues uh, save percentage for their starting goaltender went from like 8.88 to like 940. Because Mikey, I was like, you guys are really slow. You can't play man-to-man coverage. We're doing zone coverage. And man-to-man coverage is what it means. Girardi is on a forward. McDonough is on a forward. In zone coverage, you're like, all right, I'm a little slow. I can't keep up with you. I'm just going to skate a little behind you and wait for you to come to me. Yep. We, we That's the way they should play, because Stahl's not fast. Girardi's not fast. Neither is Girardi. But Klein's not fast. Does that hurt our offensive game? And not that it's been in existence in the past like 10 to 13 games. I don't think it matters one way or another hmm. at this point. Oh, isn't like, that part of like AV's breakout system, though, playing man? Like, isn't that part of it? Kind of. I mean, like, it... <sighs> Anytime I see them make a pass, it's from behind the net anyway. Like it's not it's not like they're doing <laughs> doing a great defensive play and then doing a, a, a chip pass up the boards. Any anytime you see one of those, it's a forward. It's Nash, it's Stepan, it's Miller, it's Hayes. You're right. Getting in on the forecheck and picking up the puck. You're right. Because their defenseman can't break the puck out. Alright, next question. What's wrong with Derek Stepan? What's Nothing. going on with him? Nothing's wrong with Derek Stepan. This is this is how Derek Stepan has always been. A natural, He's a 50 a, point a natural slump? Uh, I, yeah, he's never been a goal scoring center. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he picks. Look, go look at his stat line: twenty-ish goals a year, thirty assists, thirty-five assists, fifty points. It's, that's what Derek Stepan is. Yeah, it's funny, and he's considered uh, an upper upper tier center, and he doesn't really put he, up the numbers. He is one. I know. It's it's not it's not nineteen ninety anymore. Like outside of Crosby, McDavid, uh, Tavares, that, Matthews. That's about like, it. The drop off is. <laughs> after that and then you got guys like Stamkos who are 60 70 point players but they don't stay healthy right and you called that one hard oh um, yeah I did hard. Uh, I, I mean look, the thing the thing about Stamkos is he had his career year plan next to Marty St. Louis and then Marty St. Louis left and Rick Nash put up a 40 goal season all of a sudden hmm. he's Marty St. Louis. <laughs> hmm. that's actually a pretty good point that I didn't think of Oh, yeah. He, uh, he just doesn't have an elite playmaker. Mar- yeah, Stamkos would have been uh, money on a line with Zuccarello. <laughs> he would have been money on a line with Zuccarello. Yeah, but he would also be... Uh, Injured half the time. A, a cap, cap money on the bench for the Rangers of the next seven years. And he was, there was yeah. no chance he was never coming here. There were, those were all, all those rumors were bullshit. Uh, yeah, just like I don't think Shattenkirk's going to come here either, guys. God, dude, James, come on. <laughs> He's coming. S- sad, sad breakaway here. <laughs> sad shirts breakaway, which is he's going to Toronto. No, he's not. He's definitely um, every every single thing is pointing to him coming to the New York Rangers. Every single thing. He has told pretty much everyone. Every writer is saying he's coming to the Rangers. It's just a matter of time. Like, what am I, I missing? I, Why would he go to Toronto? I don't believe that he's going to come. I just don't. Uh, every, everybody's saying it. I, I, I just in my gut, I feel like he'll go to the Leafs. Oh, man, that's brutal. Can I report on something totally non-Rangers for a second? Absolutely, buddy. Let's do it, because everybody it, in the comment section is furious at me after all I it, just said. Andrew Bogut broke his leg within the first minute of playing a game with the Cavs tonight. That sucks. Uh. <laughs> the first minute. Jesus. 
Uh, uh, glad he got paid, I guess. Anyway, yeah. Uh, back to glad the, he got paid. Back to the I don't Rangers. Want, I don't watch. I don't watch basketball because I'm a Knicks fan. Back to the Rangers. Yeah, seriously. Sorry. I'm really sorry. Go Spurs. Oh, but uh, I, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a fair weather Knicks fan. I'm I'm okay with saying that. I think everyone's a fair weather Knicks fan at this point. I love Porzingis. Uh, I need him to be good. I just that franchise is a goddamn mess. I can't, I can't eat more with the Knicks. Like it's, I just can't. It's the worst. Like it's not even enjoyable to watch. Like, the, the Mets are fun losers because the Mets lose in a fun way. You're like, yeah, this is cool. No, I enjoy it's not being even this because it's cool. It goes, wow, that's really Mets. Like that was a Mets way to lose, and everyone but knows. But it's fun because yeah. every once in a while they do something. The Knicks don't even get to the do something portion. It's just sad. They just get to the sad portion. Did you did you read the story about how they weren't playing music for the first half? Yeah, I saw. What's his name? Draymond Green was like, "This is why our rhythm's off." I was like, "Shut up! Come on, you're the fucking shut up! You're the Warriors. Come <laughs> on, you don't get to say anything." It's like when Steph Curry gets fouled, and he's like, "Why are they fouling me? Like, what the fuck do you think oh, they're fouling you? Oh, I don't know. Your your range is forty five feet, Steph. <laughs> Steph Curry. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, uh, what does this Rangers team do now? What do they do going forward? Like, where do we where do we go? Just go to the first round and lose? Go home? I, I mean, I think so. I mean, does, does the team, does the way the team is playing now look any different than the way they were playing at the end of last year? Do you? Right now? No. And we we won a game we shouldn't have won last year versus the Panthers to fuck us. So, uh, I just don't... I mean... This team has if, no chemistry? Is that weird to say? Like, I feel like Michael Grabner getting hurt has really thrown off JT Miller. The team looks kind of a little beat up. It's not... Obviously, we're I about, mean, like, six people injured. No one really knows injured, what's happening. But- were they doing much when Grabner and Foss were healthy? Not recently. Well, no. First of all, well, Foss was playing out of his ass. Like, he was going nuts. That was probably the best that, I've ever seen him play hockey. I mean, if you want a gritty fourth-line player, Jesper Foss can be a gritty fourth-line player. He gets in on every board play. Oh. He gets every four-check. He dives on every puck. Quickie's an really underrated. He's he's probably the most underrated yeah, Ranger. The, the problem with Quickie is that, like, people think you hate him when you get mad that he's played on a, on a top six line. And you're like, no, it's just the wrong place to use him. No, he's not. He's a third line player at best. Yeah, but, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, he's an elite hockey player. He's on the third line of a hockey team that's contending, quote-unquote. But Quote-unquote, yeah. Quote-unquote. But he is a very key part to this Rangers team and success going forward. It just doesn't... It makes no sense. Well, now that he's hurt, it's is he going to come back and, and know, sit for Tanner Glass? I, I can't have that happen. I don't think so. I, I this I have faith that they'll send Tanner Glass back down. When do like, you think this happens? <laughs> is it tonight? That's a good, que- that's a good they're, question. They're playing the Panthers. No, and the today. thing that bothered me is is you get four emergency call ups and they wasted two on Glass and Camphor. This was my next question for you. Like, like come on. Now, now you like okay. So explain this to me because for a person who doesn't really know, we have emergency call ups work. So after the trade deadline. You, you you can recall certain players. Okay. And I'm actually I'm actually curious if Buchnevich counted as an emergency recall or not, but they called him up before the deadline, I From think. From what I read, he is an emergency recall. Oh, okay, so they have one left. Mm-hmm. They have one. Those are the players that you can call up again before the playoffs. Okay, so Buch, Tanner Class, and Kampfer, who got his head taken off tonight. Uh, so that's it. That's it. And then what, like maybe Buchnevich or, or Gilmore, maybe? Uh, I mean, if you're going to call up a forward, uh, I'd go Rivik. Uh, Nicholas Jensen is third in AHL goals right now. He's having a great year down there uh, with nobody to play with. Absolutely no one. A no, pi- we'll a pile a of, bad guy. of g- garbage trash hole. 
Hey, um, didn't we make some minor league moves that I didn't pay attention to because they were from oh, the HL? Oh, yeah. There's this guy um, who was on the fourth line for the Minnesota Wild for years. His name's Justin Fontaine. Playoff experience, right-handed shot. A little small, kind of a gritty player. They traded him. Uh, <laughs> for, I mean, they traded him for the leading score in the AHL, but I was like, why didn't you just call up Justin Fontaine if you wanted somebody like this so bad? Right. This is what you wanted, but instead you called up Camper. Uh, yeah, Glasses played on the fourth line in Hartford. Who was the guy that they traded him for? Justin Fontaine? No, isn't that who they traded him? Oh, yeah, that's, that's who they traded for. Sorry. Yeah, that's, no, that's who they traded away. That's what I mean. Uh, who do they trade for? I don't even remember the guy's name. Great, that's awesome. But he le- <laughs> They got him from the Oilers. Uh, I can't remember his name. So Glass was playing on the fourth line in the Wolfpack, which was the worst team, and now he's playing on the fourth line, and the Rangers is competing for a playoff spot. Not competing yep. for a playoff spot. It's actually a competing team. Yeah, for sure. They'll make the playoffs. Here's my uh, question. Do you, do, would you think this would happen if the Rangers were actually competing for the playoffs? Because they're not. They're, they're pretty in there right now. The argument I saw people make is like, well, it's a wake-up call. And I was like, you can't wake-up call a team that's just not having it. Like, it, did, 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 did Glass grit them out a win tonight? Like, no, Auntie Ronta stopped like 39 shots. Yeah, that's really what happened. But, but maybe Auntie Ranta saw Tanner Glass fight for four minutes in front of him, got rested, and oh, felt like... That was, that was the most staged fight. That was like the fights you was saw it? like in two... Th- oh, absolutely. No, no, like, no. I was, I was about to say, this was like actually one of the worst hockey fights I've ever seen. It was to the point where they were both holding each other by the shirts and were like, are we done? No, let's keep punching. <sighs> I mean, if you wanted that, you should have just kept McElrath. Because at least McElrath would like knock a guy in the next week. Yeah. Well, he's... At least, it- can't play I mean, hockey, he's not though. good, but, but at least he could fight. <laughs> yeah, he's he was not a good hockey player, and he's now in the AHL. Is that correct? I believe. Yeah, yeah, uh, he got traded again. He's in the Red Wings organization now. Mm, poor McElrath. Uh, I like that kid. It's just too bad he didn't pan out. Uh, he blew out both his knees, and he was already slow. So that's just nothing, hmm, that'll do it. Nothing. Yeah, nothing you can do about that. No, we'll, we'll, we'll always have uh, we'll always have you beaten up. Uh, what's buddy on the Flyers there? What's his name? Uh, Wayne Simmons. That, that was great. That was a we'll, great moment. We'll always have that for you, buddy. You can always look back I, at the poster. Congratulations. I don't think the Rangers are going to have a deep playoff run of them. It's it's looking like that. It's and really- it's sad because we saw a team for the first couple months of the year that could stand toe-to-toe with anybody. Oh, this team, I mean, our goal differential has gone down like a significant amount because we haven't been scoring. And, uh, you know, we were at like, what, plus 29, like maybe 10. We were at like plus 15. 38 at one point. Yeah, it was pretty like, good. It was it was pretty good, and you in the early part of the year, Ryan McDonough was playing out of his goddamn mind. Maybe it's Do you the, remember that like ten or eleven stretch game where McDonough was just like the best player on the ice, rushing it. Yeah, I do, uh, especially because and we were scoring five goals a game every night. Every night, and now like, it, it, we can't it, score one. It was disappointing when they won two one. It was. It was like it was, you were upset, that which they didn't is a put classic Ranger win, the by the way. A two one is like the the Ranger win. As but I, we got like spoiled. We got spoiled. Well, now, and, now we have. I our offense feels like it's stale, which is weird. Uh, I'm not sure how to feel about uh, it. And we went from a top five power play to like 18th quickly, very quickly. Our penalty kills gone down. It's they're stalling. Well, they don't. This team not just good doesn't when you're going into the playoffs. Right, and the playoffs are not that far away. Everyone, it's really less like than, less than 20 games. Yeah, so it's. Here's what needs to happen. These next 10 games, the Rangers are going to suck. They're going to try and get it all together. They'll get points. 
because uh, this team seems to accidentally get two points all the time. It feels like we've won games we shouldn't have won at least six of the last ten. So, I mean, we've lost, uh, I think we're five, four, and one in the last ten now. I could be wrong. But this team accidentally scores points and is going to uh, stay in the standings where they are. But they're going to suck. They're going to grit it out. And those last... Okay. Those, wait, one second. Those last 10 games are really going to be the defining moment for the Rangers. You really need to swell momentum going into the playoffs. Otherwise, you're just going to lose. That's it. They have a good cushion. I mean, they could they could play, like, below 500 hockey and still make the playoffs. Oh, easily. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. If they re-sign Smith, if Grabner's all they lose in the expansion draft, if Kevin Shattenkirk comes next year, if they buy out Dan Girardi, they'll be fine. Oh, I'm ready. That's if all that happens, and I predict all that happening because that's the smart move. Actually, should I predict it at this point? I'm not Go sure. Go ahead. You can take the opposite from me because I think none of that will happen. Uh, I that's the way I my mind's working. That's the way I've always seen this happening. The Girardi buyout. I mean, when we traded for Brendan Smith, I obviously didn't see that coming. But now extending him, Shattenkirk coming uh, here. Now I knew they were going to trade for somebody. I thought they were going to get Cody Franzen. I mean, uh, Brendan Smith can skate at least. He's pretty fast. Right. Skating's important in hockey, as I heard. Yes, uh, it's very important, especially for defensemen. Of course. Yeah, because most of ours can't uh, can't do that. They can't really move too well. This team, when all those things happen, will be a cup contender. Oh, 100%. Just adding Shattenkirk makes them a cup contender. Right. And we're going to have one more year of advanced knowledge from JT... Advanced knowledge. Advanced hockey skill from JT Miller, Kevin Hayes. Uh, Hashtag advanced knowledge, the New York Rangers story. Advanced advanced knowledge. And Jimmy Vesey... I don't don't think they're a team that gives a shit about advanced stats. I can tell you that. That's incredible. That's the one part I really don't like about the Rangers. You you remember when I came on here and you guys made fun of Corsi and I said it only matters if you're a defenseman, really? Mm -hmm. And you guys thought that was hilarious and now you're like, what? He was kind of right, though. No, you were kind of right. I mean, I'm not an advanced stats guy in hockey. In baseball, I'm a goddamn nerd. That's just the way it is. Because Patrick Kane, Patrick Laine, they've got garbage advanced stats. They're like their Corsi's awful. Their zone starts are awful. That's, that's it. Doesn't matter. They're they're great. Like uh, Andrew Hardy is awful advanced stats as a defenseman, and you're like, ooh, this is not good. It's really because in baseball, to make the comparison, your your WAR and your your on base percentage and all that that really makes a difference. Whereas in I don't like you just said Patrick Kane, he's got a shitty Corsi. So I'm like, I don't really know. How to evaluate people when the bad stats in hockey. The, the, the problem is that baseball is a very linear sport. Very linear, where hockey is pure it's, chaos. It's, it's played dot to dot, motion to motion. Hockey's mm-hmm. played on ice with a f- piece of rubber that bounces. <laughs> it's going to be very hard. Uh, to... It's not the same. And that's why I'm like, advanced stats are not the be all end all. I know a lot about them. Like, you know, last year people were dumping on Kevin Ace. I was like, well, advanced stats are good. Like, you know, usually that means you have potential to at least be an NHL player. Well, uh, he, and then there's guys who have great advanced stats and just like never do anything because they're not good. Hayes uh, is is definitely going to be a cornerstone of this this team going forward, especially him and JT Miller. Those were the big yeah, thing too, for sure. And JT Miller, uh, I'm really glad they didn't trade him. Me too. Oh, I would have thrown a fit. He is he's the typical or prototypical Ranger player I want, as he just provides scoring. He provides some sort of energy on the team. He does have some grit. Um, he's not exactly like yeah, the guy he, who will fight everyone, but he's, he, he, he plays hard. He reminds me of a, of a better Ryan Callahan. That's a, is the way that I look a, at him. A very fair comparison, and Ryan Callahan was loved here. And I think but, he, I mean, he, JT Miller's a better offensive player than Ryan Callahan, but he has that kind of like 
I don't know what you call people call them like lunch pail players, which is not fair to JT Miller because he's actually quite good offensively. But JT but, Miller know, was not projected to be this player. No, JT Miller went in a quote unquote weak draft. Uh, and I remember them picking him and I was like, huh, that's that's a weird pick. Right. Huh. And I was like, JT Miller, he'll be a third liner or whatever. Oops. Wrong about that one, as was everybody else. Right. But he might end up being a, either. A, well, he's could you he's not a first line player. I mean, he, I mean, he could, could be. be. He could be. Yeah. He he's only be. 23. Yeah. I mean, he could be the future of this franchise along with Mika Zibinijat, which does not roll off the tongue easily. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if they want to shed salary this summer, they trade Stepan. I know people don't like Stepan, but you could get a lot for him. Yeah, they don't really. I don't know if they're going to trade him. I'm. I, I know you and I have kind of been on. We're the two people on that camp. Like maybe we should. Maybe we should trade him. I know uh, this guy Keatner on uh, who provided a bunch of questions for us for today's podcast, which I. Oh, are we doing forward. questions on? No, 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 no. He oh. he read. Uh, he he gave us some stuff material. He would like commented as soon as Tender Glass got caught up. He commented an essay on our, our Reddit post and was like, "Are you guys going to talk about this?" Yes, Keatner. Of course, we're going to talk the, about the Tender Keatner Glass. essays. Are my favorite, dude. That guy is. I don't know, Keatner. If you're listening, and I know you are, um, why, Hi, don't Keatner. You, why don't you have a blog? This guy on Reddit, and his name's Keatner. He writes after every single game. He'll and most of them start like this. Didn't catch most of the game, but I have a few. Th- but I have a few thoughts, and then it's like seven paragraphs of like really advanced they're, they're, thoughts. There are tape to tape passes in the neutral zone. We're not executing. I'm convinced Keatner's Canadian. There's no way that somebody who's not Canadian is that in depth after watching like half a period. Yeah, the dude's no like way. the dude's like, oh, I, I unfortunately missed the first two periods, and I, I slept through it. I had to feed my dog, but uh, you know, I was watching the 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 one play over and over again with Tanner Glass. I was like, Keatner, come on, dude. He just wrote a fucking essay. I don't understand how he doesn't have a blog. Keener, if we do eventually get this website up, which we will, I promise, even though I've been saying it for eight months now, I really want you to write for my website, so please contact me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start making content soon, so you guys can look forward to that. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, we're going to definitely uh, make sure you're you're in on with us and over here we'll be on with you. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm not convinced the Rangers are Cup contenders. I'm not convinced they're playoff round winners. Uh, but let's be frank. None of us thought that at the beginning of the year no i was like okay it's okay that they're not gonna win i was like it's fine i was like you know what if we contend or like fight for a playoff spot it's a successful year we did it but i'm disappointed man like i mean if you built like and and just the strange things like people were like well jt miller and kevin hayes are only good because av benched them you need to learn and i was like that's bullshit sorry and no offense, like Pavel Buchnevich is one of the best offensive players on the team. At the, why? Why would I be offended? Like, <laughs> like no, to, to, yeah, yeah, you would be. I mean, just He's look incredible. at what he does on the ice, shift to shift. Like in the Habs game the other night, he was the only player on the ice who mattered. For the the night it was just like Rick Nash and Antiranta. So, yeah, Rick Nash had a good game. I'm kind of pissed that he didn't get a goal. Uh, although he he set up the Z-Bat goal, so hey, well, it's pretty good. I mean, he also had a, a sick whiff uh, after. <laughs> I was that Z-Bad, right? He he whiffed uh, with Oh, yeah. With they, they all had a couple of whiffs. Oh, Everybody was, was a forward that night. I wonder bad. if the ice was just terrible tonight, because it did not look great. It was... Uh, yeah, maybe. It was not the best. Where do we... All right, so now I, I want to do a segment that we usually do with Greg here. And uh, since we're, we're Greg is not here for nonsense, you, I'm taking you along for the ride. So I am so I never get to be part of nonsense. And, I'm so excited. And here we are. So usually we do upcoming schedule and national holiday. So I will ask you some questions about national holidays and the upcoming schedule. You have no idea how happy I am right now. <laughs> Today, I have a major day, I'm sorry. Today is March 7th, 
uh, when this is coming out. So we are at the Panthers, staying in Florida. It is National Cereal Day. Hmm. Uh, can I ask you what the best cereal is? French Toast Crunch. You are a fucking god. Thank you for saying French that. French Toast Crunch. Cinnamon Bernie, Toast I, Crunch is S-tier cereal. It's not close. So thanks. It, it, thanks I, I, like, I remember when though. I was a kid, I'd ask my mom for French Toast Crunch, and she'd bring back Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I'd be like, you tried. It's the same thing, though. Or, or, you tried. We might be disagreeing. Hold on. Because uh, Cinnamon <laughs> Toast Crunch is is very good. Yeah, but French Toast Crunch is better. Mm, I thought we it's were on better. the same page. I was so happy, but now we're not because Cinnamon Toast Crunch is heaven. Oh, it, don't get me wrong. You can't find French Toast Crunch, so Cinnamon Toast Crunch is all I eat. French Toast Crunch is like, retired, right? It got retired in like, yeah, the Yeah, I don't think days. it exists anymore. Yeah. Like, just, uh, literally, you can call me out of this. I'm full of shit because it's just like mid-2000s nostalgia talking. Right. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best available market cereal. I'm just being a cereal hipster over here. No, it's you're not being a cereal hipster. I know, I never agree with – with. I, I guess if I'm agreeing with you, you're a hipster. So sorry. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> Craig always calls you a hipster. Yeah, because the rule I, with my friend group is fuck Ryan, fuck hipsters. And then that's that's really how that goes. Yeah, uh, I'm from Long Island, man. They don't make hipsters in Long Island. Yeah, they're like at the end at Brooklyn. That's where – and then there's me. So – uh, yeah, so Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the best cereal out there. If anyone thinks differently, fight me. I'm on Twitter at O'Ryan Mean. Mention me and I will fight you tooth and nail. I will do a cinnamon – I will do a cereal tier list on Reddit if I have to because I am I feel very seriously about What's your number two, buddy? Throw it out there at me. I love Frosted Mini Wheats. Oh, I'm right there with you. Okay, good. I, I was nervous. Uh, Frosted the, Mini Wheats are great. They're really – they're underrated. I feel like they're not – they're not, and you get to lie to yourself because you're like, it's a weed, so it's healthy. Yeah, you're like, I got the weed. It's a little it's bit okay of sugar. I'm is. fine. I just need a little. I'm not drinking my coffee today, so I'm going to eat a little bit of weed. That's it. Uh, let's move on. Thursday, right. March 9th, we have the Hurricanes, and this is National Panic Day, and let me tell you why. The reason is because if we lose to the Hurricanes, <laughs> it's, Is it actually National Panic Day? I swear to God it is. It's National Panic Day. If we lose to the Hurricanes, it's time to panic. The panic button is pressed because the Rangers... If there's one thing they do not do, it is lose to the Hurricanes. I cannot. No, they lose all the time to the Hurricanes. Are you kidding me? I believe we beat them like 13 of the last like 18 times. I don't think that statistics is true at all. I made it up. <laughs> I, I don't believe you. I distinctly remember follow, them losing follow, recently to the follow, Hurricanes over well, the last couple of this years. This is a great time to plug your Twitter and correct me. <laughs> uh, oh, at hello, it's James C. Everybody, I've got like 12 followers. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, this is when you would go ahead and say that stat that Ryan made up is is false, and here's the actual <laughs> hashtag, hashtag alternative Ryan stats. Alternative Ryan stats is what we're doing. Okay, Sunday at the Red Wings, it is National Girl Scout Cookie Day. We're going back to food, James. What okay. is the best Girl Scout cookie? Uh, I feel like you're going to get mad at me. I am. I'm a real fan of the Samoa cookies that are mm, like the coconut. Close second in my mind. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to the, the, the Golden Classic, the Thin Mint. That is is the choice. Anything else is wrong. The peanut butter and the Samoas go two and three. Uh, yeah, I, those lemon cookies are garbage. Like They're anytime garbage. a Girl Scout it tries to hawk me those, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because the Thin Mints. Here's, gonna, here's 20 bucks, as much Thin Mints as that gets me. I'm going to buy Girl Scout cookies once a year. And I, I'm going to eat them all in one night, by the way. And I'm going to feel it, disgusting. Can, can I give you a little uh, uh, pointer? If you go to the grocery store and you go to the Keebler cookie section. It's the same And thing. you get the grasshoppers. They're like basically the same. I know, but it's it's the experience of being like, I did something good. And it's, now it's I have the experience these... of a two foot tall six year old girl <laughs> being like money. 
Like, I'm a little crack dealer. I have a brown uniform. You're going to buy cookies off me. Yeah, and then, like, I know when I go home that night, I'm going to turn on a Ranger game or whatever I'm doing and just sit in my bed shirtless with crumbs, <laughs> mitt, mittless, mint crumbs just falling across my beard and chest, just sitting here. Wait, I'm disgusting. So we're playing the Panthers, the yes. Hurricanes, and the Red Wings. We should get out of that with six points. Right? That's Reasonably. It's... All the... The Panthers are hot right now, so who knows? I say we get four points. I think we beat the Panth- uh, the Hurricanes and the Red Wings. That's that's where I'm at. It's a back-to-back uh, tomorrow. I'm, go I'm not sure. We win. I'm going to go Hurricanes, we lose. Red Wings, we win. We actually have one more to go over. Uh, oh, this really? Is, okay. This is next Monday night, which I we might be recording afterwards. Who knows? Because uh, me and Greg are great planners, as you may or may not know. We are yeah. <laughs> we are playing the lightning again, but NMSG this time. And it is National Workplace Napping Day, which is something that needs to happen. I need a nap place at work, and I think everyone should have a 20-minute nap designated area. So I take naps at work. I accidentally take naps at work, where it's like 10.30, and I've been up since like 6 a.m. Like, you know what? I'll just put my head down for like two minutes and do that. I, that. I work with dogs, though, so I can kind of get away with it. Oh, yeah, because all they do is nap, James. Oh, all they do is nap, man. Yeah, it's, it's like, like two hours of playtime, and then they're just out for the rest of the day. My dog's behind me right now. He's actually being sort of behaved. Um, all right, so that's what we got for that. Let's talk a little bit of Mets, because I know you're ready. Which, oh, boy. I'm gonna, let's, we're going to play a, a wonderful game. Which Mets pitcher gets injured first? Matt Harvey. Next question. <laughs> you're, not going, you're not on the Zach Wheeler train? You're on the Matt Harvey train? Matt, Matt Harvey going down, swinging. Wow. You know what? Do all Mets fans have, like, this sort of – because Greg feels the same way of whereas you kind of have this lukewarm relationship with Matt Harvey, almost hate at this point in time. Oh no, I fucking love Matt Harvey. Oh, I am I am Team Dark Knight all day. Did every not day. see that I coming. love Matt Harvey. I Matt Harvey, come on the show. I know you're a Ranger fan, so you know. Uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a douchebag. Yeah, I heard. Uh, he's a bit of a prick. Yeah, I heard. Uh, but it's totally fine when you're being prime Matt Harvey. And he's not right now, so everybody's turning on him. Prime Matt Harvey is something to watch. Uh, when he was. I believe his first and second year, or whenever he came back. He, he was, was a goddamn monster. He was a goddamn incredible. Harvey Day became a meme for a reason. Like, you got off work, you got a six-pack of beer, and you sat down to watch Matt Harvey Do you kick feel the like crap out of batters. Tanaka, the Tanaka Tuesday or whatever it was, was just like this shitty knockoff of Harvey Day? I don't even know what that is. Okay, it's like when Tanaka <laughs> pitches, you know. You know they, did, they tried to do the same thing with, as Harvey, but Harvey Day was like a real thing. But now maybe, it's, maybe Tanaka Tuesdays was a thing in Asia. Now, sorry, it, it wasn't here. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, you know, I follow Asian Twitter, so I'm uh, really up to date with how they deal with Snaka. But now it's Noah Syndergaard. Uh, do you think Noah Syndergaard has a chance to win the Cy Young this year? No. Hmm. That's I don't think he'll win. I, I, I think I think they'll be like because you know baseball. It's a very stuffy, conservative sport, and he's too. And Noah, Noah Syndergaard's like this monster from Texas, and he's got this flowing blonde hair, and all he does is talk shit on Twitter. He's throwing harder oh. this year. It's All he does incredible. is meme on Twitter. Yeah, he's a meme lord. I kind of like it. And, uh, and you know he's too, like, millennial and hip for the Cy Young voters to want to give him anything. Uh, I, I would put money right now on Clayton Kershaw winning the Cy Young. Yeah, so, I'd throw money down on that, too. That's a, I don't know as much about baseball as you guys do, but I'd throw money down on it's that. It's funny because we host a, a hockey podcast about Rangers, and, like, we're true baseball nerds. We are, right, like, yeah. yeah you guys should host, like, Mets Talk or, like, MLB Talk, and I should go on it. I should host this show, so it in, should work. Inside, inside uh, story here, when we, last summer when the Rangers lost in the playoffs, Greg and I had a phone call and was like, so now what? And I was like, do you want to do, like... Ducks on the pod, right? Yeah, we were like, let's do a... Let's do a 
let's do a Mets podcast or like let's do a, a baseball podcast. And then I was like, no, let's keep it going. Pushers break away, <laughs> and we did the entire summer, and it worked out. It really worked well. I think I came on a couple times in that summer. You guys were hard up for content. Uh, you know what? It was actually pretty good. I like our nonsense episodes. They were yeah, they were good. You guys were like like you had like a forty minute take on them signing Josh Juris. <laughs> Greg was so high on Josh Juris. <laughs> we were. It was you know, it, and there was actually a ton of Ranger news this summer, so it worked out really well for us. And, It'll be uh, a lot this summer. Yeah, I'm not worried. And in case anyone else was worried about out there, Bush Breakaway is not going away at all. We're going to be around all summer and not. Uh, I'll be I'll be back for the draft, guys. You'll we be have back. one first round pick. Uh, you, over under is. Three this summer for you, I will take the over. So uh, I'll take the over. Yeah, you'll definitely be I'll on. I'll take the over. You're you guys a... don't know how the expansion draft works. I'll be coming back for that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. You'll be definitely be on a bunch. So uh, uh, we – all right, one more Mets, Mets point. Do you, think, okay. do you think that they are good enough to overcome the Nationals or the Nationals just too stacked now, whereas they'll – one of the, I think they're both going to make the playoffs, but who's winning the division? The Nationals have a Washington Capitals-like situation with me, where no matter how good they get, I'm never afraid of them. It's it's weird, right? I'm never afraid of that team either. Like, just as a baseball fan, I'm not like – I'm never like, ooh, the Nationals are it's, really it's good. It's that way with all D.C. sports, though. Like, I, I, growing up a Giants fan, you and I have similar opinions on NFL. I don't really watch it much anymore. Uh, the Redskins would just go out and buy guys, and I'm like, yeah, you still won't scare me, guys. Yeah, they would pay a lot of money. Albert Hainsworth, I believe. Oh, jeez, that was such a bad contract. $100 million – a year's deal, I think. That was, oh, that was, that was bad. That and was the Giants were going to sign him, too. That was a great day when I got up and I was like, ah, yes. It wasn't us that were dumb. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't th- – I don't. I mean, the Nationals, what? They were insanely built last year. Oh, yeah. Incredible. And what Harper went from an MVP candidate to kind of just a really good baseball player, which but, is but not – the, the problem with the Nationals is that everybody get, gets themselves worked up into a frenzy about their pitching rotation, and it never makes it to the playoffs. Those well, guys are always hurt. The only the guy that ever shows up is Max Scherzer, and you know I like Max a lot. Uh, former Yankee. Yeah, but we have we have uh, pitching limits and inning limits in, in baseball now. It's not no. the twenties. No, it's not. And he's like, still throws nine innings. So yeah, he t- <laughs> they have to like drag him off the mound. They really do. He's like he looks at both of his eyes separately because they're robots. Uh, he looks at everyone in the eyes and just gets dragged off. And That's the only. And way. I'm pretty sure like the pitching coach comes out and he's like, no, 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 no. your your bullpen is garbage. You're better off with me in here. Also, Even- Dusty Baker as a manager is terrible. What an awful hiring. That's just my, my my opinion. I just but I don't get it. I don't get it. It just doesn't uh, make sense to me. But you know, um, I I don't know. I think the Mets will be they'll be good. Yeah, they'll be good. Not great. Um, I, I I'm curious to see how much Neil Walker does because if Neil Walker has a good offensive season, they might they might be a bit of a threat. Last year, since I believe before opening day, Greg and I said on this podcast, it's the Cubs year, and turns out we were right. <laughs> um, and it still feels like that. So we will see uh, as as this season progresses, but it still feels I, I like the Cubs. Gonna, I think we're going to get an American League team to win this year. Hmm. Uh, the Red Sox don't do it for me. I, I don't know if that's where you're going, but no, I I don't feel the Red Sox, but I feel like there's somebody else out there that we're just like sleeping. It, it's on? a it, it's a baseball thing. Like you get 20 games into the season, and you're like, oh, oh that team, yeah. oh that team, hmm. which we kind of had with the the uh, sorry Mets fans, the Royals, yeah, because. You you were got they like you got twenty games in and you're like oh the Royals are probably gonna win the World Series now they were really that that it's so weird how that drop off happened where they had all the chemistry in the world and then they lost it just immediately well they went back to back World Series did they not like, they did yeah but then after that like, you know they won and it was over that's it yeah baseball is not like hockey you don't get back to the dance very often no you do not sorry Mets like fans. you kind of got to throw all your chips in and go for it when you get it like 
it's not like hockey where teams like make it back to the cup final. The team again, you're the thinking of, final, by the way, like for, for the American League is the Houston Astros. That's, oh, yeah. That's if I had to pick a team that's going to come out of nowhere and be like, oh, that team, that's the team. So can, can I hot take? I'm kind of yeah. looking forward to the Blue Jays not being good. Me too. But it's so I, they retained a lot of their anymore. players. Uh, so, I mean, they yeah, got Batista back, but they're not going to be what they were these last couple of years. And Troy Tulowitzki has been terrible for them. I don't know. I got annoyed with them because it's like you're, it's an entire country is their fan base and it's just too much. That's the same with the Toronto Raptors. So, oh, I, yeah, I, I'm not really a big basketball guy, so I can't speak to that. In hockey, there's like 80 okay. different like Canadians are fans of our teams for some reason. Of course. Yeah, that's weird. We have Canadian listeners. Uh, yeah, we, we sure do. There's Canadian Rangers fans out there. Weird. Weird. Uh, before we go, is there any other takes you want you, we haven't gone over or any Rangers things we haven't touched on? Uh, I don't know. Can you think of any? I mean, we did AV. Uh, we did Brendan Smith. We did uh, the Lightning game. Well, I think we touched it all. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Tell me before you go, how do we get Adam Clendenning on this podcast? Because <laughs> when he's a free agent, can we call him up? Like, how do we even get in touch with him? Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I know somebody who works in the Rangers PR. We know somebody too, so we're working on uh, it. But Oh, do you? Well, we, uh, we know someone. Yeah. So. don't like their players to get interviewed. It's insane. At all. I know. Like, I was talking to him and I was like, you know, do you, he's like, the reason that they get interviewed on those, like, in-between things on MSG and on the Twitter page is because they are crazy about them not getting interviewed. They do not want it to happen. I don't Yeah, like, you really don't see other than, like, the Snapchat and, like... The very few times. Well, that, that's why they hand, hired Amanda Borges to like bolster their like cool hip like Twitter and Snapchat profile because they don't like, want to take this interviews. incredibly attractive woman and put him in front of Rangers players. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like you see like Rick Nash is just like oh whatever I'm married and like Brady Shea is just like hi Amanda hey hi. what's up hey it's me uh, you know we're, yeah we're doing good yeah it's yeah hi yeah uh, but no I don't know uh, you'll never get Adam Clendenning on the spot yeah. a, I know he a, listens you are a straight dream listens. killer I know he listens too I know yeah. Adam we I know mean, you listen Adam I, I know you listen buddy you're when you're a free agent if you ever move on I just call me years down the line I don't care when it is you need to come how on. much does it suck for Adam Clendenning to clearly have grown up a Rangers fan get signed by the team and get jerked around like this when when this is what's the worst part when he deserves to play that's the worst part yeah, when, and uh, when he's the fourth best defenseman on this team, right? Now. And people are like, "Oh, he's not defensively good." I was like, "Yeah, no shit." I think Adam Clendenning knows that. I think Adam Clendenning knows he's an offensive defenseman. You don't see him try and do these flashy defensive plays. He's like, "Oh, I got the puck. Pass it up to a forward. Pass yeah. it up to a forward. Pass it up to a forward." But and that's fine. That's fine. And you pair that's him with Brady Shea. Brady Shea covers all of his mistakes. It's just it's a, fine. Ugh. Adam, I'm sorry. But I, I hope I hope the things work out for you, especially because I want you on this team. So I don't know. Maybe they'll keep him. I think they will. Uh, um, I think he'll be around more, one more year. I just don't understand what AV has against him. And this is a, a running joke, I guess, at this point on on this podcast. So yeah, I know. Like Greg has like a blind white hatred for AV, and you he, and I can he really does. sort of see the benefits and the non benefits of having him as your head coach. Who else are we gonna go get? You know, Keener actually brought up some oh. people. I have them right here. He said Mike Yeo, Ken Hitchcock. Uh, but uh, Mike Yeo is probably the retiring. Head coach. Yep. Ken Hitchcock's done. Retire. Sorry, Keener. James the Dream Killer here. And uh, and he said Claude Julian before he, you know, was signed. Well, we missed out on that we one. We missed that one. Also, if Claude Julian was the coach, Tanner Glass would be on the team. Guaranteed. 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 And we would have traded for Steve Ott. 
but <laughs> Claude Julian likes a big, mean, tough fourth line. Makes no sense. All right, James. Although, although Pavel Buchnevich would be a first line forward because he has some weird fetish with Russians. He's like, oh, first line with you. <laughs> only first line. Pavel Buchnevich would only have been on the first line. Well, and I we, can't... And we would have traded Rick Nash. Well, I, yeah, that's all true. Hmm. You know what's? Uh, this is my last point, and then we gotta get out of here. Uh, we we um, gotta go because it's late, guys. So we is. are we are bringing you the late night. We're, this is uh, late night stuff, but. This is my That's last. Why this podcast is like all off the rails. It really is. This is my last point. Does it feel like coaches are sort of like mini GMs in the NHL? Like everywhere else, they don't really make those sort of decisions. But I was blaming AV for Tanner Glass getting called up. Called up. Not, not if your GM good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Steve Eiserman doesn't listen to John Cooper ever. Okay. John Cooper gets no input on who he gets in the Lightning. Steve <laughs> Eiserman's like, these are the best players. You will deal with them. Right. John Cooper did not want Jonathan Drouin back on his team last year. Nope. And Steve Eisenman's like, too bad, you're taking him. And he's yep. playing in a top six spot. Put him next to Stamkos. And they mm. went back to the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah. Like, they, they get no say on good teams. And, and A.V. and Gordon have like a buddy-buddy relationship. They're clearly friends. Uh, I think A.V. gets too much input on what happens. That was my point. Like, it feels like I was blaming A.V. for calling up Tanner Glass. But I was like, wait a second. Jeff Gordon's in charge of this. Why am I blaming well, you, AV? You know that, that AV asked for Eric Stahl, right? I actually didn't know that. Oh, you, know, that's a, you guys can go read that. That's noted that AV was like, oh, I need another, I need a big center. Hmm. Go, and he was like, all right, I'll go get Eric Stahl. He's the best one available. Huh, I did not know that. And But then he didn't have a plan for Eric Stahl. No, he, he didn't. It was confusing. His plan um, was, let's play Eric Stahl in the third line. Yeah, and Why? Why? Like, why? You didn't need Eric Stahl. You needed a defenseman. But back around to that old chestnut again, guys. Oh, my God. All right. James, we're going to have you on again soon, probably sooner than later. Um, it's always a pleasure having you on here. I appreciate all your knowledge. Uh, uh, I, you're the wealth of knowledge of, of prospects and, and actual hockey news on this podcast. So now I really do love coming on, though. It's like I, I, every time I get a message from you, you're like, oh, you want to come on? I'm like, yeah, I'm so excited to come on. Yeah, we kill it. Uh, that's what we do here. So uh, always a pleasure, man. We will speak to you soon. Uh, I know, hello, it's James C. on Twitter. Uh, I'm an O'Ryan Me. Greg is, uh, is Caps Lock or something. Follow us on Bullshit Breakaway. And uh, hopefully we'll have some more material for you guys soon. Got some I, I bought a green screen. So <laughs> oh, I'm, dear God. I'm setting it up this week, and we're going to try to make some videos. So Oh, you know what we should do? I might come to New York this summer. We should all go to a Mets game. I would definitely do that. Uh, we, should, we should all go to a Mets game. Greg is uh, going to go to uh, pretty much every Wednesday and Thursday Mets game. Because that, that's Greg's weekend is Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, he'll be going I'll to it. Maybe we can do like a Facebook live from like a Mets game. I would absolutely love to do that. Uh, we're going to go also, I don't know if you heard, we're going to go to a Seawolves Stony Brook game. So next year, that'll be fun. Aren't they a club hockey team? They're pretty much like like club D1. Yeah. But we had, we had the announcer on last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. I noticed you guys are like piling up the guests now. We're trying, we're trying to get people on. So we'll see. Yeah, fight me, Woj. Still the best looking reoccurring guest. Oh, shots at Woj. Woj, man, he's crazy. <laughs> no, I like Woj. Woj is, Woj is a great shit talker. Me too. He's, like, a, he's... A, a great shit talker and a great Twitter follow. He... And you know he's not serious too, which is what I love about Woj. Yeah, he's he's good. And uh, I, I don't listen to his podcast. I, I do listen once in a while, but uh, I, I'll shout him out. Is the the Garden Faithful? Is that what it is? I think it yeah, is. Garden Faithful. Yeah, yeah he has his own James on there who knows like everything. I don't know yeah, that guy's he's... name, but he knows a lot. Oh, you don't know Dun Dun? And I play, I usually play the SVU noise here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that guy is a super hockey nerd. So that's what it is. 
All right. He and I should start a podcast together. Right? Just uh, straight up hockey nerds. But, uh, people would get so bored. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, it was, it was we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It was great. It was great talking to you, buddy. I got to go to work in four hours. Dude. So okay. that'll be good. Great. I have to edit but, for the next hour and then post this. But yeah, uh, it's been uh, a well, pleasure. I'm, I while love... I'm hanging out with a bunch of dogs tomorrow, I'll listen to the right. podcast. Park, park, park. I love all of you out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, and once again, I want to thank uh, Michael and Thomas O'Neill who bought t-shirts from us and they're in the Marines and Navy and they've been listening to us since episode three. Th- thank you for your service. Thank you, you for do your important service. stuff. We just, we just talk bullshit Seriously, about Seriously, you do a great, you guys do a great job defending this country and serving us. Because if you guys didn't do it, Ryan and I would have to do that. We would be and, so dead. And as a we would be seriously in worse shape than we are now. So yeah, it'd be bad. It'd be bad. And we're not getting political. And goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.